Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast. Coming to you once again from our studio here at 222 Headquarters, located in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, this was supposed to be our Christmas show, but we're going to have to put that off to next week because we recorded an amazing, oh, you guys amazing super show. Stay tuned for but this one. I'm going to introduce my sister Jen to the show. Hello, everybody. Hi, listeners. I missed you. How's your week been? Good. That's good. Did you get all your shopping done? Oh, you didn't? Okay. Well, just order it on Amazon. It'll be there in four yeah. to six weeks. Yes. <laughs> if the, t- the um, container doesn't fall off the ship exactly. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Your fidget spinners are in the bottom of the ocean. Spinning away. But yeah, uh, we're going to have to put off our Christmas show for one more week. We're sorry. We'll but call it the this holiday is our, special our, so we can enca- well, encapsulate the new year with yes. it. Yes. <laughs> But like I say, we recorded an unbelievable guest with Adam, the Black Swamp Medium. You're going to love the super show. Yes, it's incredible. We, and after we recorded, mm-hmm. we actually got to sit with him for at least another hour yeah. and just BS'd for all kinds of stuff. And it was, it was great. so good catching up with, you know, like people we haven't got to hang out with or seen for a long time. So that was awesome. I really wanted him to like tell us what was going on in your house, but yeah. I didn't want to be like, I know. tell us what's going on in the house, right? So I didn't, I was very professional. Well, we did hear that bang coming from the other yeah, room. Yeah, that was interesting. So we're sitting in in the studio and um, we're all just talking and um, behind Joe's other room where we've heard this sound before, yeah. you know, when we've been podcasting, this loud bang happened and it was like, it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was the sound of the house settling or maybe the wood popping, you know, because the temperature's been up and down lately. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like that. It sounded more like somebody trying to get your attention, yeah. like well, it's that like kind of knock. When we were doing the interview with the um, Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters, we oh, were on yeah. their show, and even they said that we kept turning our heads and looking because <laughs> the noise kept happening. Who knows? It could be, you know... Goes to Christmas Pass. Kind of. It could be. <laughs> it could be my gro- groundhog knocking on the be. door. Who knows? He wants a carrot or something. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a really interesting show topic to bring you guys today. Um, you know, it's always been this like kind of fine line between is it paranormal? Is it extraterrestrial? Is it aliens? Is it, you know, interdimensional? This phenomena that's been going on. Or is it just a cult? It could be you know? something just nefarious, right? Yeah. That we just, we don't know. But we're going to explore it a little bit here. And what our topic is, phantom social worker. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, explain that. Explain it. Okay. Give it to the people. Right. <laughs> so, one of the earliest versions of the phantom social workers is uh, typical. typically involves several individuals using a couple, usually a couple of women. Mm-hmm. But there have been a lot of cases where it was a woman coming up to the door and a man sitting in the car. So the fake social workers would come up to the door, knock on the door, and say that they were here to inspect the children. Okay, And they actually, some of them actually had files on these families. Uh In 1990, a local law enforcement in South Yorkshire created a task force to investigate the claims called in. It was called Operation Child Care, 
and it received over 250 reports of abduction, but two, but only two proved to be genuine. Mm -hmm. So they had over 250 cases of abductions from these phantom social workers, let alone the hundreds and hundreds of cases that were never actually brought into fruition. Is that what I want to say? Mm -hmm. Where they actually took the children out of the house. Lots of these, you know, these abductions, especially the 250 reports of them, they claim that these phantom social workers will come up to the house, talk, say that they have to inspect the children. And when they inspected the children, it wasn't like they walked around the house to look at their living conditions, stuff like that. They physically checked the children as if they were checking animals. They would run their hands up and down their legs, check their you know muscle tone, all that. Look in their eyes, look in their mouth, you know, like a regular inspection of these children. But mm-hmm. so many of them actually took the children out of the house. And when they took the children out of the house, these kids were never found again. That's pretty scary. And this, you know, and that's, you know, this is what, in the 90s? Yeah, that that case, the first case was in 1990 that they have on record here. But a lot of these cases would be situations where they come in the house. Mm-hmm. And the one case was said where the woman came up to the door and the man stayed in the car. It's a brand new car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which mm-hmm. I guess isn't really out of the ordinary for a government car. Yeah. And they had the uniforms. They had badges. And a lot of these cases... They would come up to the house and perform their test or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the people would fight it because they really didn't have any case against them. Yeah. They were just normal families. And all of a sudden you get a knock at the door. And a lot of these cases, they called the fam- or Family and Children's Services of Britain. And they said that there was no such inspections taking place. Mm-hmm. That's so that's why they're calling these phantom social workers. A lot of the times these phantom social workers were look different. They'd have paler skin, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. So they would there would be something wrong with them. Now, the UK police were, you know, quick on the trail of these phantom social workers, despite their overwhelming elusiveness. So the reason the authorities were urged to be so vigilant was because there was such a wave of these reports following the wake of a 1987 satanic abuse scare that had really exploded across certain parts of England, including like Rochdale, Nottingham, and Manchester. Now, Manchester is in the north on the west side of the the country. I looked it up because I I had a friend who used to live there, but they moved to the, um, I think, closer to the sea. Don't know where they live now, but that's irrelevant to the story. <laughs> uh, there were outlandish tales of babies being sacrificed, even eaten, and some abominable rituals to Satan and his demonic minions. Um, there were tales of aborted fetuses used in um, infernal rites in darkened woods at the witching hour were also said to be happening. Uh, Major inquiries were launched, but nothing ever surfaced to suggest that these rumors were anything more than just rumors. So surprisingly, the public and the government agencies, particularly the police, were kind of on edge about this. So these people, they would come to the house and they would say they were like emotionalist characters. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's really weird because they were also described as vaguely menacing strangers who turned up in the vicinity 
vicinity oh, can't talk today, <laughs> of nefarious going-ons, but who were unfailingly ineffective. Reports were pouring into the police describing health workers or social workers, that's kind of how they described them, um, who were called to examine or take away children, but left hurriedly when the household became suspicious. The visitors were mostly one or two women, sometimes a woman and a man, like you said, the man was would wait out in the car. And the women were typically in their late 20s or early 30s, heavily made up, smartly dressed, and of medium height. They carried clipboards and often things that look like identification cards. Now, I'm not really sure how it works in England if, you know, like, is a kind of a thing they do, like wellness checks or whatever, mm-hmm. because it is socialized medicine. So that could be maybe just a part of a routine or maybe that's something like, oh, my gosh, if you get a visit from a social worker, yeah. it just means like, you know, you're not being a good parent or whatever. So there was a... um. Another guy, there was a guy who had really kind of dug into this. Now, his name was Mike Dash, and he investigated um, another report that had happened in 1990. And this involved a woman named Elizabeth Copeland, and she was in Sheffield, England. Now, it was on a winter's day, and two women knocked on her door. They were dressed in a fashion that suggested authority. And the pair identified themselves as coming from the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, or the NSPCC. Now, they were very manipulative um, with this lady, and she eventually let them in. So once they got in, they had insisted on examining her children. So one of her kids was two years old, and then she had a six-month-old baby. And then... According to this author, the visitors left and she assumed that she would hear, you know, nothing more about it. Um, but she was wrong. Dash notes that a couple of days later, one of the women returned, but this time she was with a man. Now, the, the mother was really kind of shell-shocked to learn that her children were being taken away from her yeah. and placed into the care of these people. So the mother, who is now terrified, you know, was very suspicious and loudly said that she's going to call the police at which point the social workers began to like diplomatically retreat and um you know hardly surprising but disturbing that the real nspcc knew nothing of uh, these women and they were really you know concerned about it there was another case that had occurred on the morning of October 10th in 1995, so this is like five years after that that incident had happened, there was a man um, named Mark Dunn. He was alone in his home in Manchester, and his wife and children were out of the house when a visitor came to the door. Now, he was very well-groomed, or she was very well-groomed, and she was very official-looking and about 35 years old. Um, she claimed to be a social worker with the Manchester City Council investigating alleged mistreatment of his youngest child. When he demanded to see her identification, the woman told him, told him that she would retrieve it from her car. And then she retreated back to her car where two men were waiting. The woman got in the car and then they raced off. Now, to me... That sounds more like trafficking yeah, than mm-hmm. possibly, you know, alien or um, something paranormal mm-hmm. sound, 
sounding, but still it's super bizarre. Yeah. But I heard one time, and I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the show, but I was watching this interview one time and it was a documentary about human trafficking and there was a really famous porn star and I think it was Jenna. Yeah, it was Jenna Jameson. And um, she was talking about, you know, when she had gone over to England, she got invited to these like fancy parties and it was all like, you know, really high society, very old school money type people. And they were bragging about, you know, torturing children. And the one lady had like this coat on and allegedly she told um, her like, do you like this button? Or it was like some kind of detail in the coat. And Jenna's like, I don't know. And it was, she's like, this is the skin of an eight year old boy. Oh, geez. So, you know, it kind of just makes me think like maybe there's something very underground or, you know, it could be some kind of weird cult. Could be. That, you know, is taking these kids or mm-hmm. taking advantage of these families trying to get in their house. Like, first of all, nobody's coming in my house unless you have a warrant, right? <laughs> and if you try to step in my house, you're getting shot. <laughs> but, you know, in England, I don't know really what the gun laws, if like people are allowed to have guns like that. I don't, I'm not sure if they have. I mean, I remember it used to be where they didn't have guns. Even the cops didn't have guns. Yeah, but, but it's just different but times yeah, now, d- right? definitely. I know in 2001, there was an article titled Bogus Social Workers Hunt. Mm. Yeah, the Scottish Daily pro- put that out. Uh, it's a regular newspaper that comes out every day. But it comes up of, of a case where the police were after two of these. It said that they were finely dressed bogus social workers who made a surprise call at a house, a man and a woman. They rushed off when they were challenged for their um Identification, just like you said in the other cases, they were forty to forty-five years old, five foot ten inches tall, uh, built with short ginger hair, goatee, and beard. Which I don't know if that's pers- uh, allowed as being a social mm-hmm. worker, you know. So they were dressed very nice. They looked the part. They acted the part. But the same thing when they were challenged, you know, f- to prove that they were who they say they were, mm-hmm. they just ran off. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then 13 years down the line, it happened in 2014. So the UK's Daily Mail was carefully following this kind of ongoing story uh, of the phantom social workers. So on April 25th, the newspaper, one of the reporters named Damian Gale noted that, and this is a quote, parents have been told to be vigilant after bogus social workers called at a house and examined a baby. The woman who claimed to be from Gloucestershire Social Services tricked her way into the home in Quedgedly with a fake ID and listens to the child's heartbeat with a stethoscope. I don't know why I can't talk today. I'm like, <laughs> stumbling all over my words. She told the mother that we're there were concerns for the welfare of the four-month-old son. Now, the detective inspector, Dan Andy Dangerfield of Gloucestershire. <laughs> danger, danger. Danger. Um, danger is his last name. Oh, it is, basically. <laughs> Gloucestershire, please, um, assured the press that the woman at no time had come into physical contact with the baby, but added, we don't know how many houses she had visited or what the motivation was, but it was very concerning to them. Um, they were, you know, had this inquiry 
going on still. And um, just urge everybody to be vigilant. And remember, don't accept people into your house unless you are 100% sure you know who they are. You can always tell them to stay outside until you have made your own inquiries. And if you are suspicious in any way, then just call the police. They had partnered with the social care services and had alerted their staff to what was going on. Yeah. So very interesting. You know, I don't think people want to know or realize how huge children being trafficked around the world is. I mean, you figure, you know, this is 250 children. Yeah. And these are just the ones that were being reported. You know, and this is really similar to a ca- cases back in the 1960s that were called census takers. Oh. So it's the same MO where they come mm-hmm. up in, in the house and they want to take census of the family. That was yeah. back in the 60s and the same thing was going on. But in, instead of just checking the kids, they would check the whole family. Oh, wow. So it's basically the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's just really, really odd because you would think if these were some kind of alien beings, a lot of times they have to be invited to come in before they, they kind of are. In. Yeah, Um, it just seems really odd. It's almost like, I don't know, I just lessen, like, you know, to me, it's more um, criminal. Think so? Than paranormal. But it doesn't mean that they're not using these children for whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be some kind of weird culty type thing. You know, it could be people, you know, want to pay for kids like they can't have kids or, Mm -hmm. you know. They don't want to go through the normal adoption. And to uh, have 250 pers- cases of children not coming back. Yeah. That you know? But the weird thing is, uh, there's so many cases where they talk about the phantom social workers coming into the house and not acting right mm-hmm. or not looking right, looking very pale, sitting on the chairs like they don't really know how to sit on chairs or mm-hmm. very stiff, very you know methodical voices that are sound almost electronic Mm. in some cases you know it just it there's the range of what these look like range from just normal people Mm -hmm. to i hate to say it but the men in black style yeah and it's do you know who the investigator john keel is yes well he did some investigating in the 1960s on this of these census takers yeah that would show up. And, you know, we should do a show on John Keel. Well, we'll have to have you know, Steve Ward. Yeah, yes. Steve, you got to be on the show <laughs> then because he's probably the main expert on John Keel. But, I mean, this could be anything from, like you said, a cult-type deal thing or mm-hmm. trafficking to alien. And abductions happen all around the country every day that we can't explain. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, when an adult disappears, it's... Not as it just doesn't seem as common as like when you hear that children are 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 missing. Yeah, but children will have more of a news presence. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I just go back to the same thing where it just to me, I'm torn between this being a men in black style thing Mm -hmm. to where aliens are taking these children. Yeah, it's interesting because typically, if you're a social worker. You know, you're coming into the house doing a wellness check. Most times you're going to bring the police with you to to keep the peace, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
But man, that that's scary. But they run away when they are mm-hmm. asked for any identification. Yeah, yeah. So that just, you know. You know, and thinking about alien abduction type deal stuff, I've heard so many stories and where it goes way back to where people get abducted as children. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant thing, but they come back and where they don't really remember the abduction, Mm -hmm. but they come back. And I've never heard of people being abducted to where the aliens make it known that they're being abducted. Mm -hmm. They don't knock on the door and ask, you know, can we get it come in? Yeah. That's more of a men in black thing. And we've talked about this before on the show about the black eyed kids where they have to be invited in. Mm -hmm. In a way... These are because they knock on the door, say they're social workers, and ask to be let in. It's weird, though, because, like, with some of the black-eyed people phenomenon, it's more like they don't even, like, have a story. Like, I'm I'm this. They just want to come in your house, yeah. you know, and for no apparent reason. Yeah. You know, and just get in there, and they just don't know, like, what to do. Whereas these people have an M.O., right? Mm-hmm. They've got a story, a backstory, and backup, too. Yeah. It's not like they're just showing up by themselves. So there was a case in 1995. This happened on April 25th of 1995. A woman named Lynn Stewart claimed to have physically fought off a bogus social worker at her home in um, Guile, in Edinburgh. So this is in Scotland. And now, according to Stewart... A very smartly dressed young woman entered the home attempting to convince the 35-year-old mother that she had the authority to take her four-month-old baby away. The unknown woman eventually physically seized the child, at which point Stuart punched her, forcing her to drop the child and run. Um, This report was treated very seriously by the police department that are now involved in the Operation Child Care. And a three-week search um, for the culprit ensued. And um, they had, you know, spread around her photos and described her. And the police and journalists um, linked the case to at least three other attempted baby snatchings. Now, there was an unspecified earlier time of an abduction attempt that was made on a baby near Hempston Court. Similar pattern to the other um, Phantom Social Worker report. Then there was one... Just a few days before that, um, a 29-year-old St. Albans mother received a suspicious visit from a woman claiming to be her new health visitor. A request for identification agitated the visitor, and she soon left, whereupon the mother had made a call to her regular um, GP to confirm, you know, that this was supposed to take place. And the um, police had told her there had been an incident the day before in another town called Harold's Den. And then in February of the same year, there was a mother to a newborn in um, a smaller village. She had received a call from a woman said she just wanted to make an appointment to visit. However, the mother was really, you know, like unsettled by the woman's voice and didn't recognize the name she gave her. And her suspicions were confirmed when she called her GP of surgery, told her that no call had been made through their office, which you know, this is really kind of like an ongoing thing. It's weird. Um, you know, these were all taking place. So mm-hmm. it sounds like maybe it was the same person. It's possible. Um, 
now I just I was looking while you were reading that story. I was looking here online and it knows that there's cases of it in France also. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's um interesting that um it's England, France, yeah, uh, Ireland. We saw cases in Ireland and Scotland. Now in the year two thousand, which are getting closer, you know, to our times here, um, the Chelmsford police were on alert after three seemingly related incidents of attempted baby snatching in Mid-Essex happened. Now, one incident... So this woman was very well-dressed in a Navy suit, claiming to be from social services, and called at the house of this new mother and asked her to examine her sick child. Now, the the child was, in fact, sick at the time, uh, you know, which was a fact that the police suggested the caller had learned by stalking this lady's home. Oh. And... um. On coming inside, the woman had asked her for identification and claimed she was going to go get it and left. Oh, yeah. Um, another incident occurred in February 2004. There was a 19-year-old mother who didn't want to be identified publicly, but said that the woman came to her door so early she had just gotten out of bed. She said she had told her, my normal health visitor who comes to check on my son regularly was busy. She walked in, picked him up, looked in his eyes and in his ears and told me that she thought he was doing really well. She sat on the couch and began asking me what my plans were for the rest of the day. Normally health visitors will only talk about the baby and play with him, but she spent a couple minutes with, with her. And then the, you know, young mother was kind of shocked to discover the woman had been an imposter. And until the following day, when she phoned her local health provider, they told her that wasn't us. Yeah. So. And these cases that I see in France here are basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. Same MO, same thing, same as as the other one. So they're all sticking to that same plan. And it says here that the same situation when they were confronted, the ones that were confronted, ran out the door there's a report from 2021 okay and this <laughs> it was reports of bogus health workers giving people fake covid vaccines oh no and there was a streak of dutch cases where people were injected with harmless fluid without asking anything for in return so weird it's kind of ramping up to where they're changing their mo their, yeah yeah. And it's it's interesting because, you know, they said most of the abduction attempts were f- young women from emotionally deprived backgrounds in need of comfort who may have um, had a child adopted because they weren't able to look after it or they were desperate, you know, to get a child. So, you know, there have been cases where they found that people were paying people to abduct children oh, for okay. them or you know i've you know i've heard stories and you probably heard them too where people go in and steal infants out of the hospital like yeah. maybe they had lost their infant and maybe they had you know weren't able to have kids or they were jealous of the person you know that is having the baby and nowadays you know it's it's like lockdown you can't you can't get into a maternity ward but very easily. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but not as easily like, say, in the 1980s yeah. or 70s where you just walk in and there's a whole room full of babies, right? Well, when I was researching this, I thought of that also about how how many babies were abducted from hospitals back then, mm-hmm. you know, back especially when this apparently kind of was been going on since the 60s. I know I said it was started in the 90s, but the more I researched it, the more I found out that it 
they, they just called them different things. So how do we know that this wasn't happening for centuries? Mm, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Like you've seen movies where the queen has a baby and it dies <laughs> and then the, the, you know, servant girl just had one. So they swap it out or whatever <laughs> and pay her off. But no, I don't know. It just, it's, it's very scary to think that somebody out there is using this kind of, you know, MO to get in your house and, and either take your children or examine your children. And then who's to say they're, you know, just won't come in the middle of the night and just knock you out and, <laughs> and take your kids. Yeah. You know, so I don't know what the uh, angle is. I don't know if this is abduction for hire, abduction for um, ritual or track, or, mm-hmm. or if it is alien or otherworldly. Yeah. Demons coming in i don't know because there's so many cases like i said where they act like men in black that's weird that is weird you know like it could be like a vampire cult or something you know because like it not it like predominant in satanic rituals that they would want to use newborns or younger children for their sacrifices well there's a there's a saying or a thing in voodoo lure or Uh, lore uh uh-huh of the voodoo king who tell tells his what do you call them servants yeah. or whatever yeah. you know i'm not real familiar with the voodoo culture yeah. i do know some things from being in new orleans for so long but i heard stories of where the voodoo king actually had his priestesses or priests abduct children oh. because of the purity of the children oh i see whether that's true or not i don't know right it could be but that's one of the Legend. legends that I hear. But, you know, it, that's that's weird because on this um, documentary on trafficking, I saw where white children were being abducted and taken to Africa for some kind of ritual thing. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to start any controversies <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Get people all up in arms. But, you know, it's it's weird. Um. I don't know. There's so much weirdness around the world, right? There's alien abductions cases all over the world, which, you know, it's, we really don't hear a lot about like alien abductions from like Asia or China. I wonder if it's just because they can't talk about it. Or or I think you call it things are different. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, rabbit hole, bringing this (laughs) all around to the big circle of this season I think the main thing that goes on here is Krampus. He is abducting the children, yeah, putting them in the bags, <laughs> and taking the children away because they were bad little children. Naughty, naughty children. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know that's that's one of the legend. You know, go back and listen to our other Christmas shows. We really talk about like the history of of Krampus and mm-hmm. and other. Christmassy type holiday <laughs> Yuletide um, goodness yeah. and interesting facts and, and things. So yeah, we apologize for this not being our Christmas show, but you are going to love next week's it's show. It's going to be amazing. With Adam, the Black Swamp Medium. It's a super show. We've got two super shows coming up. We have Adam and we also have Heather Arnold coming up. And Heather Arnold, you're going to love. She researches the giants of Aruba. Yeah, you guys stay tuned for that one because she's got some new and interesting updates for us. Yeah. 
So we want to thank you for Thanks, tuning guys. in this week. Um, like I said, we're sorry it's not our Christmas show, but wait, wait till next week. It will be It'll our be present our, to you. Yes. Our lovely listeners, <laughs> please stay with us. And like we always Love say, you. <laughs> please get up on our website, check out our website, um, share the show with your friends. We really appreciate when we hear that people are sharing the show. It's your way to contribute to the show that doesn't cost you a dime. Yeah, just No dime for you. No dime. Just share it on Facebook. Just take it and click. Share. Go to our main page. Go down to share. Share the dog knickers out of it. That's right. (laughs) But anyways, we want to thank you again for tuning in this week. And uh, come back next week for an amazing show with an amazing psychic medium. Adam the Black Swamp. Hope you had a great Christmas yesterday. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. Talk to you next week. In the days of old.